SMS SAFM now on 41391. Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. The time is 25 minutes after 10. Eighteen minutes. It's time for us uh, to be t- uh, talking to Tembisa Fagode. Tembisa Fagode is an analyst and a researcher for Al Jazeera, uh, the Center for Studies in Qatar, Doha, and he's also a columnist uh, for the Middle East Monitor and uh, based in London, um, United Kingdom. Timis is going to be talking to us about the looming or possible attack against Iran, which seems likely as Trump is preparing to leave the White House. Thank you very much for joining us once again on the show, Timis. Thank you. Always such a great pleasure. Now, right, the last time you and I spoke, you were giving us some great information of the trade deal of the century. Um, You know, something that was going to bring about a whole change within the Middle East. Um, And and this was obviously dependent on the victory of uh, Donald Trump as president in the elections that we have uh, just concluded in the USA. With him losing the elections, what is happening with this deal? Well, it doesn't look like it's going to go ahead because the the uh, Joe Joe Biden um, indicated that um, he was not in support of certain part of the deal. Um, uh, it was sponsored by Trump and his son-in-law Jared Kushner, together with Benjamin Netanyahu. But if you remember uh, the details of the deal, it actually favored the the, the Israelis more than the Palestinians. And we have seen the attitude of Joe Biden towards uh, making sure that um, all parties involved in in international affairs and international relations um, are involved in crafting a long-lasting deal. And this uh, deal, or which which is known as the deal of the century, uh, did not really achieve that. So chances are. Um, that uh, most of it is going to be reversed, and uh, you might see something renegotiated, um, including, for example, the the um, removal or reversal of the decision that was made before of moving the the um, the embassy of, of of the United States or moving it from from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. That's most likely also to to reverse. So there's going to be a lot of a lot of things that are going to be reversed. I mean, we, we we saw today with the the introduction of the new cabinet that we were working with Joe Biden, and one of the things that we we were mentioned was that uh, the the Paris Accord, which Trump uh, withdrew from in 2018, uh, they've appointed John Kerry to uh, to go back and and revive that. And also the the JCPOA, JCPOA which was the joint uh, provocation, uh, also known as a nuclear deal between Iran and the European countries plus Germany, uh, that's also was likely to be revived. Uh, Trump had uh, in in the past, uh, after assuming office, uh, also uh, recused himself and removed the United States from those commitments. So there's most likely to be a lot of changes. And that bill of a century, which Trump actually uh, used to to pump up his uh, his credibility and capability within within the United States and outside the United States, I think it's it's already dead in the water.
Now, this particular deal of the century, I mean, was one that did possibly bring a bit of hope around Gaza for um, it, it spoke about um, re- reigniting their economic participation and uh, activities for their economy. But with it being uh, put to the sidelines and possibly be, being renegotiated re- possibly in the future, would this not then cause a big hoo-ha within the Middle East and the relations between the Middle East and and, uh, the United States of America? There are are certain positive aspects of the the deal, which I think might be negotiated separately, but there were a lot of negative aspects of the deal. But that's why the Palestinians boycotted and the larger Arab world rejected the deal. Things like, for example, the annexation or further annexation of the, the West Bank that was a problem to many Palestinians. Um, there was also talks of um, building a bridge between Gaza and the West Bank, which would have meant uh, a permanent uh, establishment of two entities, which will be what would be known as Palestine. That was also rejected. So there were a lot of negatives that um, the, the deal entailed. Uh, but I still do believe that the, the positives, for example, uh, loosening the the the, the, the economic uh, the pressure on the Palestinians, that's most likely to, to go ahead. Uh, Biden is most likely to push for the opening of borders into Israel and into Egypt so that at least the Palestinians can start and begin normal uh, economic activities. Uh, so that's most likely to happen. But the negative parts which were rejected by the uh, large Arab world, I don't, I don't think those will go ahead. Now, let's go to this particular issue. And before we do, let me remind our A-teamers that we are speaking to Tembi Safakude, uh, who's a researcher and an analyst for Al Jazeera Center for Studies in Qatar. And if you'd like to weigh in on this conversation, A-teamers, please do. We are speaking about uh, the relations between the USA, the new president that's been elected, uh, Joe Biden, and the outcoming um, uh, president, uh, Donald Trump, and obviously, there's some hoo-ha around the potential of a war or an attack against Iran from the USA as Trump leaves the White House. So interact with us on this on uh, 011-714-206. That is the number to dial. Alternatively, what you can do is that you can SMS on 41391 or WhatsApp 0614-104-107. Tembisa, in, with regards to this um this talk around an attack against Iran as uh, Trump prepares to leave the White House, what is this all about? Is it just uh, some rumors that are being spread or is there some fact uh, that is buffering around this particular uh, statement? Well, it's, it's, it's basically the, it's an analysis based on, on observation of what's been happening over the past couple of days since the, the, the consideration by the media in the United States that. Uh, Joe Biden had won the, the elections. We've seen a lot of movements. First was the paging of the senior officials in the Pentagon, starting with Mark, uh, Mark Espen, who was the Secretary of Defense of the United States, removed from, from his position and replaced by a Trump loyalist. We saw Mark Pompeo going to, to Israel and later on meeting with, according to reports from Israeli media, meeting with Mohammed bin Salman of Saudi Arabia. And so there's been a lot of movements. And um, there was also a tweet from uh, Mohammed uh, Zarif, who is the foreign minister of Iran, um, basically warning the countries, particularly those in the Gulf, to say, you know, let's work together. 
and avoid getting involved or supporting Donald Trump's and the Benjamin Netanyahu's agendas in the, in the region. So there's been a lot of uh, incidences which suggest that uh, something might just happen before Trump leaves office. And what further uh, convinced many people that something might happen is that uh, Benjamin Netanyahu um, is also going through some some ch- some challenges in his own country, and uh, there's there's some kind of consensus in Israel that Iran is an ex- existential threat, and for him to survive those challenges, he will have to act on Iran. But the only time he can act on Iran is to act on Iran now before Trump leaves office, because Joe Biden, as I said earlier on, is most likely to bring Iran back into the uh, international community and the global political participation. So if that doesn't happen now, uh, Netanyahu is most likely to 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 lose credibility and um, as it stands he he's is is accused of, of of corruption and if that happens he's most likely to go to jail. So the only thing that can actually save him and revive his popularity with Israel is if he deals with uh, Iran decisively. So given all of those kind of things, there is, a, there is um, some kind of belief and, 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 and suspicion that uh, Israelis, together with the United States, particularly Donald Trump, who has declared his hatred for Iran, might just do something uh, serious to Iran before he leaves office. Mm. Let's go to the lines. We've got KGM. Good evening, KGM. How are you doing? Good evening, Pat. I'm good, thanks, and hope you're good too. Excellent, uh, thank you. Yes, good evening to your guest and to the listeners. L- let me let me spoil the party a bit. Why do we even care about people who don't care about us? Why do we care about people who pretend to care about us? You know, we... 90% of the time, um, when these multinationals or these countries sneezes, we catch the flu. And I always sit somewhere in a, a little corner, uh, probably confused, and think to myself, does Donald Trump even care about how many people slept hungry and destitute in South Africa, let alone across the continent. They don't, they don't give kahoot about anything. Um, I, I, it sounds reckless. It sounds cynical. It sounds anything. But let me say, in my view, I think Africa needs to start looking at solutions from Africa. This notion of us looking for answers and solutions from the peoples across the oceans, it, it has been like this for centuries. Our forebears, generations, have come and gone. We, we are now talking economics. We are talking socioeconomics. We're talking everything the Western or European or the foreign way. When are we as Africans going to have the same, even better effect to the world? When are we going to sneeze? and the world catches the flu. And my parting shot, this, this will not be done by politicians. And, and it's not even going to be done systematically. 
we we need to disrupt this system because this system was never ma- meant for us it was made for us something that is made for something it, it it's not beneficial something that is meant is beneficial i'm yet to see an african country says we we have benefited out of a relationship with any country from across the oceans the sooner we we gather ourselves together as africans and see how much not only the potential but the ability we have to control the world the better i don't see it happening in our generation pet mm-hmm. and your guest but this is a dream if there was to be a dream for me is africa being in charge of the world pet Thanks for taking my call. I'll hear, I'll listen to the radio to, to the comments from our guests. Thank you very much, KGM. And I do believe that dreams can come true. However, with the current circumstances that we are faced with, uh, it is true. When other big countries and nations like the USA sneeze, we all catch a flu. And right now, this particular uh, potential war against Iran could mean trouble for a lot of us. Tembisa, can we respond uh, to KGM's comment? Well, the world is interconnected, and you disturb peace in the Gulf, which is the main region that supplies energy, both gas and oil, to the rest of the world, you are most likely to impact on the economic activity of the entire world. So the reason why we're concerned about what's happening in the Middle East or what's happening in Iran is because it's going to eventually impact on us, because we import uh, oil, we import gas, and that is most likely to even an impact on the value of the rent, which means, therefore, we will struggle in buying things from outside the country. And so there is a direct impact um, to what might happen in the Middle East or to what might happen in the Gulf. So, yes, we would prefer not to get involved. We would prefer not to be concerned. But unfortunately, uh, the interconnectedness of the world forces us to understand these things and, if possible, uh, to prevent them from happening because they will have a direct impact on our daily lives because of the dependence on energy that most parts of the world uh, continue to, uh, to rely on. With the analysis, uh, Timbisa, around this uh, potential um, attack against Iran, what are the expected time or uh, time frames? Well, it will happen within the next 70 days. We know that Joe Biden will, I assume, uh, presidency around about the 20th, 21st of, of January. So Trump will have to uh, do um, whatever he plans to do within that time period. Uh, and if, when God forbid, nothing happens. But uh, if anything has to happen, it will have it will have to happen between now and January the twentieth. And there are people who believe that, I mean, given what Trump has has been doing in the United States, a lot of uh, first uh, that have occurred with him refusing to accept the result of the elections with him at this time paging the entire senior leadership at the Pentagon, which is the most important um, government, uh, you know, uh, department in the United States, uh, with his uh, senior advisors shuttling between the countries in the Middle East, including Israel, Saudi Arabia, and Qatar, and other places, uh, you could see that he is planning something big. Mm-hmm. Uh, if not, he is actually disturbing peace, which in itself will impact on 
the economic activities and political stabilities in, in the Middle East. And so some of us who observe this will continue to write about what's going on, and that in itself might just impact on a lot of things, including economic uh, stability and those people who use such things to, for- to forecast uh, future possibilities. It will also impact on what they have to say about the future of the Gulf in particular. Tembisa, on that note, we'll keep on watching this and uh, we'll uh, keep close contact with you so you can give us some more details. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you very much.